the business obviously it's very high on our priority list. It brings in our money. It, it allows us to live out our purpose and our passion, which is helping impact people. Absolutely. Like top priority. However, the real top priority is our relationship. And even before that is actually ourselves. So like me as a human, like Jen, like I'm actually number one in my life, in my world, because if I can't be hundred percent happy, fulfilled, if I can't be energized, then I'm not going to be able to show up in a relationship. And then I'm not going to be able to show up in our business. What's up, babe? Welcome to Boldly Courageous, a podcast created for you, the ambitious woman who is ready to take action and step fully into the life you've always dreamed of. I'm your host, Melissa Martin, and each week I will be your virtual wingwoman as you gain the tools and confidence to face your fears head on. The time is now, and this is your permission slip to live your boldly courageous life. Are you ready, babe? Let's do this. Welcome back to the Boldly Courageous Podcast, and you are going to want to get a notebook out for this conversation with my girl, Jen Kennedy. I have pages of notes from our chat. I've had multiple breakthroughs just in this conversation, and honestly, this is the power of having amazing, connected, like-minded people in your life, because when you drop in with them and they are willing to share their truth and you can ask them tough questions mega transformation happens. Like I can't tell you, I mean, I have so much stuff that I'm excited about to implement just from our conversation, but um, Jen and I actually met through a mastermind. And if you followed me on social media, you may have seen that we've been on several trips together. We just walked the beaches of Tulum together. We actually recorded a podcast. There were six of us that recorded a podcast together that we have on the Boldly Courageous podcast a couple weeks ago, where we all just talked about building strong female relationships. So you can go back and take a listen to that. But this episode, Jen and I really talk about two major, major themes. One is really about like creating an overall vision for your personal life, your intimate relationships, and your business. And then we also dive deep on money mindset and why it's so important to do the work around money and to be in the vibration of abundance so that you can create massive impact. So Jen shares a story about how she and her husband are selling everything and they're um, going full-time in a motorhome and how they want to make a million dollars from a motorhome. She just retired her husband so that he could join her in her business full-time. And we talked about the road to getting there. So Jen shares a story about back in February, how her and her husband went through a miscarriage. And it really gave them an opportunity through this tragedy to really sit down and think about like, what do we want our life to look like together and how they've started becoming the architects of that life. And from a relationship standpoint, how they view themselves not as man and woman, or as like breadwinner and support system, but more as team Kennedy. And as team Kennedy, it allows them to reevaluate how that team looks and how they can define their roles in their team month over month, year over year, and how that builds into the bigger vision that they want for their life together. So I was like geeking out over this because I think it's so important that as a team, whether it's your team with yourself, like, hey, team self, right? Whether it's the team that you have with your spouse 
or your partner or the team that you have in your business, that you understand the roles that you each play, the vision that you have and how your roles support that vision. So we really dive deep into that. And we talk a lot about enrolling your spouse in your vision. So I know I have a lot of network marketers that listen. And one of the things that can really derail you from having success or that can sabotage you in terms of having success is getting your spouse on board. So we talk about um, money mindset. We talk about your spouse and your environment and how that impacts your overall business and why it's so important to focus on enrolling your spouse in that overall vision. And lastly, we talk about money, we talk about spending, we talk about how looking at spending and how you use your money can actually allow you to see where you're leaking money. It can show up as resistance. Guys, I'm telling you this conversation is magic. It's gold. It's probably one of the best interviews I've done thus far. And I know for myself, I'm going to be bookmarking it and I'm going back to it over and over again because Jen just delivered so much value. So the Jen Kennedy is an entrepreneur. She is a coach, speaker, and CEO of Impact to Income. After eight years as an elementary teacher and six years as a principal in training, Jen now teaches impact-driven coaches how to both start and scale their online business through her programs, the Academy, Accelerator, and Advanced Mentorship. The foundation of her happiness and success is built on her mindset, her relentless drive to impact people's lives, and her daily practice to just have more fun. Jen fully believes that we are all here to create an impact in the world. She is on a mission to guide men and women to live in their true personal and financial power and live the life they dream of. Jen and her husband, Pat, recently just sold their home in Michigan. They bought an RV and they are about to embark on a year long or more journey across the US and quote, make a million dollars in a motor home together with their dog, Roxy. I freaking love this episode and I know that you will too. So let's dive in. All right, Jen Kennedy, the Jen Kennedy. I'm so pumped for this conversation. I am so grateful for you in my life. We've gotten to know each other a little bit here over the past year and a half. And what I love about you is you're like a no bullshit kind of person. Like you are so unfiltered and you just, you come in like straight, you're a straight shooter and you're unapologetic about that. And it's something that I appreciate because I think in the coaching industry, sometimes you need a little bit of tough love and you give it in such a genuine way. So I'm grateful for you being here. Oh, I love that. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. That's you're a good welcome. one. It I is am. a good That's one. true. But I, you're right. I do it with so much love because I genuinely believe that sometimes we need that tough love to like bring our greatness out. Yeah. Especially like when you're in the context of a course, like you sometimes yeah. need people to call you out. And I hear it in the back of my head too. I'm like, I'm going to get fucking called out for this. And then if I don't, I'm like, Ooh, I got away with it. Right. So that's good. That's a good thing. Right. Okay. So what is one boldly courageous thing that you've done recently? Oh, I should have known this was going to come up. Like I should have known it was I've asked happen. you this a hundred times. <laughs> Literally. I should have known. Well, the best question asker ever. Like I, I'm going to channel that. Like I, I appreciate that about you. So the, the gosh, recently it, it was selling our home and buying an RV, having my husband quit his job and we're just traveling the U S we're making a million dollars in a motor home. So that was pretty boldly courageous of us to completely, I I'm born and raised in Michigan. I've never left the state. And so the fact that I'm just like getting outside my comfort zone completely and just taking the leap, that was super courageous. I think you need to trademark that. This is it right here. We're going to apply. I'm making a million dollars in a motorhome. Like that's, yep. that's trademarkable. 
Yep. So literally, just, Pat yeah. made it up. I can't even, it's Pat. Every, every good thing like that comes from him. I'm like, he comes out of his mouth. I'm like, touche, but that's, yeah, we're making our, making our first million in a motorhome. Okay. Here's a business idea, right? I know that Airstream does this. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Airstream has like ambassadors and affiliates. So not yeah. that you bought an Airstream, but maybe this like, is like, maybe you could pitch this right to like whatever company you bought your motorhome from be like, listen, I have a whole pro coaching program. I'm going to teach people how to make a million dollars from a motorhome, but I need like a kickback on the motorhome that they buy. Right. There's a whole model. You like go. you're going to go to your accountant. This is the write-off you're going to get. This is how you finance it. And then you're going to launch this way. There you go. You got a whole <laughs> new business. All right. All right. Look at you. Look this at is you. How it, this is how That's it one thing I appreciate about you. You just, you and I do that. It's like in our brain that we just like create these businesses. It's like, do this, do this, do this. Cause you can make a business out of anything. Right. And I think sometimes people overcomplicate it. Like this is why you need to be around like-minded people and ask thought-provoking questions because yeah. this is, this is literally how we start businesses. We're like, Oh damn, that's a good idea. Let me go do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. But so I want, true. Okay. So let's talk more about this decision because it, you, there was so much in this, like your boldly courageous statement. You're like, you, you sold your house, you're making a million dollars in an RV. You're going to travel the country. Your husband yeah. quit his job. Like there's so much to unpack. You've always yeah. lived in the same place. Like, I don't even know where to begin. So <laughs> let's, um, where do we start? Okay. Let's first talk about, I want to talk about Pat for a second. And then yeah. I want to talk about impact because I know that that's like the ethos of, of everything. So you retired your husband, yeah, right? I so did. what, what did that look like? Why, why was yeah. that so important to you? And what is his role um, coming into your business now? Yeah. So about, I only, I started my business two years ago, my coaching business two years ago, uh, in a different facet. I was a nutrition coach at that point in time. And now I'm a business mentor. And two years ago, I put my vision board that I was going to retire my husband. And that was just it. I was like, we're going to, this is going to be the life that we live. I saw it possible in a couple of mentors. And I was like, this is just going to happen. Now. I think that we, it's so normal that we completely can underestimate or overestimate how long it takes to do things. So I was like, yeah, five, 10 year plan. And here we are like two years later and that's our reality. And there were a couple, I guess you could say like catapults that really led us to get to this, this point in time right here. And one of them being, we had a miscarriage back in February. And during that process of, of, just going through that, um, my husband was traveling a lot for work. So he was gone almost that entire month that we were going through that. And after that, that experience happened, we stopped and we looked at each other and we were like, what is the life that we want to live? Because it's certainly not one where you're gone six months out of the year because he was traveling for work about six months out of the year. And we said that we wanted a life that we were going to live together because we have a great relationship. We are always, always, always working to improve our relationship. And we love being with each other. Like, it's great. We have a great marriage. We love being with each other. We have so much fun together. And so we looked and we're like, well, what's the life that we want to live together? And we chose for that experience to mean something for us. Um, at that point in time, my business was nowhere close to where it is right now. And so our why got really strong that we were going to just go and we were going to impact and help and grow and expand until it happened. And here we are. He actually put his notice in in July. So it wasn't too long after that. And then here we are. And that's our experience. And so he will be coming into the business and his zone of genius is a hundred percent different than mine. And so I saw his zone of genius and I was like, oh gosh, we could really use that. Like, come on, get in here. Let's go. And so he will be taking over um, some of his zone of genius and I'll be working in mine and our energy to, together. We'll be able to create a larger impact.
Mm. Well, first, thank you for sharing that and being so willing to be vulnerable because I know sometimes it's not always easy. And I think more women should talk about like that experience that you guys yeah. went through and the miscarriage. And, you know, the nugget that I took away from that is like how tragedy can sometimes bring us to a place of reevaluating like yes. what's possible. And then you actually yeah. can create something even more powerful. Like, so if you hadn't gone through that experience, it yeah. might not have given you the opportunity to reevaluate life in that way mm -hmm. and get really clear on what your values are and reimagine your vision yeah. board and then start taking the actions to live that. So that's so powerful. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious to know, like, okay, so his job was his job, your job was your job. And I think this is common for a lot of like couples, right? That one yeah. person's in their zone, the other's in, th in their zone. So how does that change the dynamic of your partnership, of your actual relationship? Mm. Because I know, you know, obviously the energetics between masculine and feminine and who's the breadwinner yeah. and who's the, like all of the, the, there's, I mean, we could talk for hours on this. So how does yeah. that play out in your relationship? Like what are the edges and how are you navigating through boss energy and wife energy. So good. So good. So when we first started dating back years ago, we, we just always coined, we're both extremely competitive humans. And so we just coined the, we just coined the term that we're team Kennedy, like we're just the team. And so with every season of our life, we have always reevaluated what team Kennedy looks like to expect that a team is going to look the same. A relationship is going to look the same from year to year, from month to month, from season to season is just completely unrealistic. So like, gosh, years ago, before I ever had a business and I was wrapping up my ed specialist degree and working, you know, as a teacher full-time and then tutoring 20 hours a week. And then he was traveling the, those crazy seasons. We'd stop and like, what does it look like? Who does what, what are our roles look like? What does our roles look like right now? When I started my business and I was working full-time and I was like hustling, like working like 80, 90 hours a week to build a strong business before I left my job as a teacher, we would stop and look at each other. Like, what does team Kennedy look like? And sometime team Kennedy was me doing the house stuff or cooking or cleaning or doing, doing, you know, bills or paperwork or whatever it was. And sometimes it looks like him doing all of those things. And so we've, we've never had what we call gender roles. We always just have had this team. And so now the team looks, looks different. And actually, I mean, I've been, let's use air quotes here, the breadwinner for the past year, I've made more money than him for the past year. And it never was about like an ego of you're making more money or I'm making less or whatever it was. It was what's best for the team. The team is bringing this in. And so there are times like if I'm in launch mode, where I am not in a place where I could possibly cook or clean or do anything. And then he takes over and then we shift. And, but we have like crystal clear communication around where our team is at and then how, how those roles might make us feel. And then we realize that a role, like let's say bringing in money, society is the thing that tells us that the man should do it. And if the man doesn't bring that, that more money in, that they should feel less masculine. Well, we know that's past conditioning and we don't believe that in our family. We believe that we're a team. Now, if let's say, and actually this happened and I openly share it because my husband does, but about a few months ago, he said, he's like, I want to know, I want you to know that I was actually having a really hard time with this and I knew it wasn't you. I realized it was my past wounds and that I had to do the work. And I'm just telling you I'm over it and I've done the healing on myself because what could happen is that that past wound could actually spark something in him and then he could act on me and that could be a huge issue in our relationship. So we just have always said like, what does team Kennedy look like? Crystal clear communication. And then knowing as well that like he, he said, he's like, you've been doing this now for two years. You've been building this for two years. I could not possibly 
get on your level. So like, let me come in with my strengths and zone of genius and enhance that. But we, we really just, we don't have the whole, um, that like competition as far as like, I need to make more. Now there is a strong boundary that needs to happen between I'm a wife slash we're business partners. And with that, we, we do set really strong boundaries and that are always needing to be communicated and then always needing to be reevaluated. So, Hey, are we as intimate as we, as we like, wait, what's going on? Like, are, are we there? Or like what's, what's happening? Are we, are we acting like we're too busy? You know, are we giving each other attention? Are we distracted or am I on social media too much? Like, what is it? And we have those conversations with each other as they come up. And we always have that like working definition of what those boundaries are, what we need to do moving forward. And then what he, like what each other needs as far as like from, from all of the different standpoints. Mm. My mind is blown right now. Like just this one idea of like team Kennedy is like shifting my perspective on yeah. how relationships work. Like, like I'm actually like excited. Like I want a team, like I, where's my yeah. team? Like, I, like, like, Ooh, me next. I literally just recorded a podcast on jealousy and I'm not experiencing jealousy in this moment, but jealousy is like one of those things where you're like, okay, my soul is recognizing a desire in somebody else. So it's when's yeah. my turn. And I'm like, Where, where's my team? Like, yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> like, this is like giving me all the feels I'm sweating. So I you're, I, you're calling I'm, it like, I'm like, yes, <laughs> I love this. But I think it's like, like any team, like you play different roles and yeah. each role has like a specific responsibility, but also relies on the support from the, the whole team. Like the quarterback isn't always the star, like the quarterback yeah. can't do his job without the wide receiver and all the things. Exactly. Right? So I love that you, yeah. I love that you share that and communication, right? Obviously communication mm -hmm. is everything. And I'm curious to know, like, did you both come into your relationship already having <laughs> strong communication and, or like, how did you like, how did you build that? Like, how do you have yeah. those conversations where you can support the other person through their own emotional experience without getting triggered and like have this beautiful relationship yeah. that you guys have? Oh my God. I almost broke up with him. We were, <laughs> we were together. We were seriously, we were dating like three months and I, I almost actually, I think it was like two. I almost broke up with him because we got in like our first big argument and he's, he looked at me. He's a lot more patient than I am. I, I'm very like, I react. I'm very reactionary, which I'm working on. Um, but he, he looked at me and he's like, Jen, strength is not doing it alone. Strength is opening up. It's letting me in and letting me help you. So you have a choice to make. And I literally almost broke up with him. The only reason I didn't is because I had two glasses of wine and I couldn't drive home. Like I like that was it. That was it. I was like, okay. So I went to bed that night and I was, I went to bed after two glasses of wine and I was like, Jen, just break up with him in the morning, rip the bandit off. You've done this before. It's fine. So I went to bed that night, like, no, it's over tomorrow. Cause the, the thought of letting someone in was terrifying. Like I, for me, I grew up like strength was doing everything with yourself. It was being the tough one. It was just like never asking for help, never talking about anything, sweeping things under the rug. And I woke up the next morning and I rolled over and I looked at him and I was like, no, no, your gut's telling you not to, like, I don't think you should. And obviously I didn't cause here we are, but, uh, communication was hard. It was really hard for me. I was, it was being vulnerable was hard explaining, even just even identifying my emotions and being like, I'm feeling this way was very difficult. And then I wanted to blame him for everything because I couldn't take responsibility for myself. And so it's been a lot of work around that. And he's been really patient in helping almost being my teacher of like, Hey, I'm going to need you to, to maybe sit on that and then have this conversation, but I would like to have it before we go to bed tonight. And I'd be like, Oh, you know, and I did a lot of self-work of, of, Jen, it, it isn't necessarily him. It is something going on in you and it is triggering something from your past. And so 
how do you want to handle this moving forward? And how do you want to heal from this? So it was, he was a better communicator than, than I was. He had some, he did have some little things that he got to work out, but it was not always like this. It's been, it's been, it's a practice just like anything. Could I be better now? hundred percent. Could he? Absolutely. And then we work on it moving forward. Mm, it sounds like you guys have a vision. Like you were going back to the earlier point of like, you know, what life do we want to create together? And like having that vision, almost like having a business plan <laughs> and then like, okay, yeah. what are my strengths in this business? And yeah. then what are my areas of opportunity and how can we work together to strengthen those, we'll call them weaknesses for lack of a better word, but yeah. I love that. So what happens when you both need the exact same thing? Like what happens when, you know, like you were saying, if I'm in launch mode, like maybe I don't have time to do the laundry and cook dinner, but mm. what happens when you both sit down and you're like, Hey, I need your support on this. And the other person's like, actually, I need your support on that too. And you're, mm. you're kind of in that same place of needing the same thing from each other. Yeah. Well, if it's a household thing, then you out, we outsource it. It's like, Hey, I need your, I need your help on cooking. I'm like, well, I'm not doing it either. So like, let's just get our meals delivered for the next two weeks. So like that, those are easy. Yeah. Um, but if it's something that it's, you know, I need, I need you with it. I need this. And then I need this. And neither one of us feel like we're getting it. Then we, we have to stop and we have to restructure. Cause here's the thing. The business, obviously, it's very high on our priority list. It brings in our money. It, it allows us to live out our purpose and our passion, which is helping impact people. Absolutely. Like top priority. However, the real top priority is our relationship. And even before that is actually ourselves. So like me as a human, like Jen, like I'm actually number one in my life, in my world. Because if I can't be 100% happy, fulfilled, if I can't be energized, then I'm not going to be able to show up in our relationship and then I'm not going to be able to show up in our business. So we kind of like work backwards. If we both need something, it's like, do we need it from each other? Is this actually something we need from ourselves and we're just not, we're relying on each other. And so we'll have those, those conversations with each other or like, you know, I don't feel heard right now. And it's like, well, do you not feel heard because I'm not listening or because you're not communicating? Like what, what is it? And we, we both are completely dedicated to, to doing the self-reflection work and being like, oh no, actually it is you. Oh, okay. And then the other person, like, cause my instinct is, is to get defensive. It's like, no, it's not, it's you. But I do the work. It's like, nope, I'm number one and then the team and then the business. And so what do we need to thrive in all of those different areas? Cause if one isn't thriving, then none of them are actually thriving. Mm, I, I, I know that you and I both believe very much in this, that like your level of success and the growth in your business will expand to the extent that you are willing to do your own yes. work and grow and expand as well. So I know that we like sharing that. So it sounds again, like you have a vision for yourself, yourself, you have a vision for your relationship and you have a vision for your business. And yeah. if you're not growing and expanding, like those visions don't come to fruition. Right. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the vision. Cause I know you're so driven on impact and that's why you got into teaching because you wanted to impact lives. So as your vision started to expand, how did you bring Pat into that? Like, how did you enroll him in sharing in that same vision to create this massive impact in, in, in this brand that you've built? So good. At first, he didn't understand what it was, right? And I think you guys, I, I really do believe that the number one thing that will ruin your business is your money mindset. And the number two thing that will ruin your business is your spouse. Like I, I believe that to be true. Number three is your environment. So I knew from a very, very early stage that I didn't need his approval. However, I needed his, his support. 
because if he didn't support it and I was going to be running a business and growing in this home, it wasn't going to be the right environment, which I can't operate in that, in that way. And at first he didn't understand it. Like he was like, what do you mean you create a business on Instagram? Like, who are these people? Why are you putting your face on those Instagram stories? Like, why did you tell them that? Why are you being so vulnerable and telling them that? And I, what I did is I started to show him the people that were doing it. I was like, this is my mentor. This is my friend. These are the people that are doing it. And I showed him success. And once he saw that, he always says, he's like, I've always believed in you. Like, I'm, I'm a very driven person. I will, I, will, I will set out and reach any goal that I, that I, I will achieve any goal I set out for. And he looked and he was like, I believe in you. Like, I 100% believe in you. But it, that vision changed a lot. Because at first, it was becoming a principal. And then it was becoming a nutrition coach. And then it was doing what I get to do now. And in those different, I guess you could say, pivots, it was my job, again, for the team to be like, this is the new vision. This is where it is that we are going. And here is the rough the rough roadmap on how we're going to get there. But here it is that we, where we are going. And together our shared vision, our shared why is that we are changing the generational future of our families and, and all of the families to come. And that's exactly what we do for other people and other people's businesses, that we help them change the generational futures of their families. Because I didn't grow up with money. I grew up, you know, divorced parents. We couldn't afford a lot. Um, couldn't go on vacation, couldn't go out to eat. His, his parents are, you know, just kind of just like, retired middle class. And we didn't have the opportunity to do the things that we always wanted to do in our lives growing up. And we were like, that's never going to be the problem anymore. We are changing the future of our families. Never again, do does anyone in these families have to worry about not being able to have an opportunity because of finances. And so when that's your shared vision, the little details and the little like the little decisions become so easy. It's like, hey, this mastermind is a lot of money. It's a huge investment for me to make. Will this get us closer to our end goal? 100%. Hell yes, it will. No brainer, invest the money. And so it allows us to, to also then say like, hey, we have, this is, this is our money. Do we really want to spend, you know, like mindlessly spend our money on things that don't add to our future? Nope. Okay, perfect. We don't need a new snowboard right now. And so it allows us to make these shared decisions together because we both have the eyes on that prize. And that's just always been it. And he's like, I believe in it. I know it's going to happen. And then what do we need to do to make that happen? This is so good because I'm thinking through the lens of a network marketer because I have a lot of network yeah. marketers that listen to this podcast and they see a vision, you know, they're sold an idea or they're, they tie into a vision of wanting to be home with their kids or wanting to pay off mm. debt or wanting to bring their spouse home or at least give their spouse choices and options, right? But like you said, the three things that are going to like sabotage your business is your money mindset, your spouse, or your environment. And mm -hmm. I see that happen so often in network marketing. It's like the money mindset, you're selling from a place of lack and fear, and then you quit because you're not seeing success right away, or you're not worthy of success. And then the spouse that doesn't see the vision, they don't support you. They think that you're wasting your money or your time, and they just see the hours that you're spending away from the family, not the hours that you're spending with the family mm -hmm. because it's a side hustle, right? Like, like you were saying, investing 80 hours a week in your business in the very beginning to get to where you are now. And then the environment, right? Being around people that don't see the vision that like poo poo your dreams and they're jealous of you and whatever. So just those three things right there, like yeah. I, that's solid gold for anybody that's listening, like get your notebooks out, write that down and listen back to what Jen just said about enrolling your partner in the vision. And again, like you said, it comes back to team Kennedy. Like what yeah. is the ultimate vision that you want for your life? Do you have the tools and resources right now to make that vision happen? And if not, like, how can you get them? And I love yes. that you share that because 
man, that's everything. Like literally like this all started from you having a really tragic experience in February. What is our vision? How do we operate in a team? And you know, what are the things that could potentially sabotage that vision? Like, how do we get on board? I love that. Yeah. Good. Yeah, it is. It's backward designing. And it's like, I love that you said, Mel, about like, what are the tools and the skills and the, and the strategies that you need? Because it's like, whenever we try to get to the next level of our business or the next level of our life, there's always, a, we know this new level, new devil, there's always something there. And there's new problems that you have to solve. And what happens is that, you know, we're at this level, we look up to the next level, and there's these new problems. And they, we tend to let those problems be obstacles and stop us. When in reality, those problems are just opportunity for you to grow bigger than those problems. And so often we look at those new problems and we're like, oh, I don't know. Like that's a big, like a bigger investment with your finances, more time. Maybe you're actually hiring someone at that point in time. Maybe you're outsourcing, whatever it is. You're having someone do your branding and website, you know, and there's this new problem and it's like, are you going to choose to grow bigger than the problem? Are you going to choose to stay small? Look up at it and be like, oh my gosh. I can't possibly do that. And that is, that is literally just the journey of growing a business. Mm, so freaking good. We could end right now. It was so powerful. <laughs> I mean, like so good. I have, I'm like taking notes. I'm like, yep, check that, check that. Okay. So let's talk about impact a little bit more. Cause yeah. I want to shift into talking about what you are most passionate about the impact that you're creating, who you serve. So let's talk about all of that. Like, tell yeah. me, tell us, tell the, give the people what they want. Like tell them about the Jen Kennedy and like what your zone of genius is. I love it. So I, I really believe that we're all here to create impact in the world. When I was growing up, I, my like dad got me this little card and it was like, be the change you wish to see in the world. Like I forget who said that, but it was one of those quotes that like always, always stuck with me. And that's actually why I became a teacher. Cause I loved helping kids. And I, I was an interventionist slash special ed teacher for six of the eight years that I taught. I helped the lowest achieving students. Cause my impact, I, I believed that no child should ever be like held back because they didn't get the learning experiences or they have ADHD. HD, you know, whatever it is. So when I realized that really what an online business was, was just creating more impact in the world on a larger platform, because there were, you can reach so many more people. That's when I became really obsessed with entrepreneurship. And that's why, when I became even more obsessed with impact. And that's when I realized we're all here in the online space. If you're an online coach, a network marketer, if you're a mentor, a a life coach, like whatever it is that you do, you're, you're there to create impact. And I really believe that we as humans, regardless of any, any of your past, wherever you came from, you have the ability to live in your true personal and financial power. You have the ability to create the life that you dream of and really live it out if your business is rooted in impact. Because the more people that we impact in this world, the more money that we make as a result. And that is only true though, if your money mindset is set for massive success. So what I get to do now is I get to help people do all of that. I get to help people live the life that they dream of, live in their personal and their financial and entrepreneurial power while they grow their impact so that they can make more money and set their money mindset to massive, massive, massive success. Mm, Yes, girl, drop the mic. (laughs) But money, money mindset is something that I know you're so passionate about. You talk about it. I mean, even I think it was today in one of your posts, or maybe it wasn't you, but somebody was talking about money. It was what somebody in our circle, maybe it was, it was Jess, but, um, like you believe so much in wealth generation and Mm -hmm. working through money mindset blocks, like just less than a year ago, we were together in Malibu and you were talking about how 
I think you had to do so much work on your own around money mindset and like helping Pat through his struggles with money mindset and investing in, Mm -hmm. in the business and everything like that. So, you know, you're speaking my language. A lot of people that listen to this podcast believe so much in this idea of abundance and wealth generation and stuff like that. So when you think about, um, like creating true impact and you think about money, like what do you think is the first thing that somebody can do when it comes to shifting their perspective around money? Mm, I love it. Number one is understanding it. You know, so uh, like you guys, this is, this is like not probably new information for you, but really let this soak in when it comes to money. 96% of your thoughts and your decisions in every single thing that you do every day is rooted in habits and rooted in your subconscious mind. 96% of the things that you do. So think about that when it comes to money. So much of the way that you look at money, how you spend money, how you receive money, how you make money, how you sell yourself and your business, so much of that is rooted in your subconscious. And that means that you don't, you're not really consciously aware of it unless you stop to try to be aware and understand it. So number one is 100% be aware and understand. If we want to change anything, we have to, under, we have to know where we're at. So tr- go back and analyze your mind with money and your relationship with money and your ownership of money. So I always say like, pull up all of your accounts, get a glass of wine if you really need to, and really get a close look at them. Like, where's your money going? See, to me, my money is like my time. I am like so cautious with who I spend my time with. Cause if I spend time with people, I want it to raise my vibrations and literally make me become a different version of myself, a better version of myself. Same exact thing with money. If I'm going to spend my money, I want it to raise my vibration and, and have it go toward our future and our goals and have it go toward me becoming a better version of myself. And so I started to analyze it and I was like, where is it going? Am I, am I proud of where it goes? Am I excited about where it goes? Do I actually know where it goes? And when I started to do that, I realized that I was like leaking money all the time. Like, I was like, where did that like $150 go? Like, or where did that $25 go? Or like automatically, I would just like automatic subscription would come to me. And I was like, what, 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 what is, what, why, why am I giving my energy to all of these things? So it's just number one step is just to understand and just like analyze and just get like crystal clear with it. And then after that, then you really get to choose who you want to be with it and you get to choose how you want to feel with it. And that's where the real fun begins. This is so good. And I talk a lot about like awareness is the key to any sort of transformation. Right. And I'm, you're giving me downloads and ideas because I'm navigating through some shifts around money as well. Like I'm hiring a team Mm. and it's stretching me a little bit. Like, I'm like, this is like, is there a value exchange here? And I really like what you said. This is something that I'm going to anchor in is like sitting down and kind of going through my financials and like, when I look at things that I'm spending on, like tapping into the energy of why, like Mm -hmm. what was the reason behind this purchase and what was the energy behind it when I bought it and just Mm -hmm. noticing like my thoughts that come up, like, am I feeling guilty around this? Is this something that like, why am I paying for this thing? Like I was at the airport yesterday and um, I was coming back from New York to California and my suitcase was 54 pounds. And something that I really don't enjoy doing when I travel is carrying a heavy bag. It just, I don't like it. And I had put stuff that was in my purse into my suitcase. And I was like battling with this idea of paying another $75 for an overweight bag. And I was like, and I ended up taking stuff out and I was like sludging around with this like super heavy purse being like, I don't want to pay the $75 
you know, to, but you're, just, you're uncomfortable for two hours. <laughs> right. I'm uncomfortable. And like, and I have my dog and it's like all these things. And I'm like, it doesn't fit under the seat. And I was just like, whatever, but like noticing where I would spend $75 without even thinking about it. But like, it was yeah. the vibration behind it of like, I really don't want to pay for this, but I could just to be like, I don't want to fucking deal with this. Like yes. that was what was going on in my head of like, just it's $75, just pay. It. I don't want to deal with it. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. like tapping into that energy of like, where is the vibration? Is it more of a frustrated vibration or is it more of a, I'm a supported vibration? So that was like mm -hmm. an eye-opening experience. So now I want to sit down and go through everything and notice like, where am I leaking energy? And I think it goes back to what you were saying in the very beginning about like having a vision mm -hmm. and how does this fit into the vision? You know, so if I want to set up systems and I want to pay my taxes every quarter and I want yeah. to buy a house or an income property, like then can I forego some of the conveniences right now to fit into that bigger vision? Or it's not even like foregoing conveniences. I think it's more of like aligning, aligning, yeah, yeah, co-creation. Yeah. You know, so I love that. So you, true. Love that you said yeah. That. For a while I was literally, cause you guys like, like very habitual. I was a, just a habitual spender. I was happy. I spent, I was sad. I spent, I was bored. I spent, you know, and I truly, it was the reason why I was in credit card debt for the majority of my adult life is because I was constantly just spending and not thinking about it and looking at like instant gratification of purchases. And so what I started to do is I started to put like a, a trigger, if you will, that anytime that I was about to take that plastic card out and either hand it to someone, swipe it or type the numbers into my computer, I stopped and I I asked myself, does this purchase add to the future version of yourself mm. and your why? And if that immediate answer was not a hell yes, then it was a hell no. And that was it. Like I was like, yeah, the new pajamas are cute. However, does it really add to my future? And does it really going to make me feel that much better? I don't even wear pajamas. You know, <laughs> I literally had to like go through that over and over. Now it, that's my habit. Now that became my new habit. That's just my habitual way of my, the way that my mind works. Do I, does this do this? Yes or no. And does this raise my vibration into the woman that I am, I am, and that I am becoming. And so that is just like someone who is like, you know, I, I, I do want to get better at this and I do want to take more ownership. That's a really good question to just ask yourself. And it's not living in scarcity. It's living in complete ownership of your energy because what happens, I remember you were at event love. I forget who gave, who gave this is that when you keep saying yes to all of the little itty bitty things, then when you have this big thing that comes up, like an investment in your business, that's going to change your life and take you to the next level. You can't afford that. Because mm. you just spent $25, $15, $45, $52, and all that adds up to thousands and thousands of dollars. Mm. So you're not able to say yes to the things that you're meant to say yes to because you've been leaking money. So good. And it's like a perfect analogy for time too. Like if you're saying yes yeah. to all the little things and all the minutia and the bullshit. And this for me shows up in resistance. And now I'm like, okay, this is like, I'm connecting so many more dots here, right? Like for me, resistance shows up in saying yes to all the little things. So energetically, I don't have time to do the big thing, right? Yeah. Like it's just yeah. like putting bullshit stuff on my calendar and like unnecessary tasks. And like, all of a sudden I want to organize everything when I really, I, just gonna, like, yeah. I would love to organize my closet right now. <laughs> right. But I'm in, a, I'm about, I need to write a sales copy for a website for a landing page so I can make more money. Right. Yeah. But I can also see how, money can actually show up in the same way. Like, so yeah. if you have a dream, right. And it is mm -hmm. to be a multimillionaire or it's to launch a business or to create a new revenue stream that, you know, that that's going to require money and a financial investment. And that resistance to that can show up as leaky spending and not yeah. having resources available because on a subconscious level, you're 
sabotaging yourself because you don't believe mm-hmm. that that greater vision of wealth is something that you're worthy of, or yeah. um, like, who am I to even think that I could be, you know, in real estate or run this business or invest in this mastermind. So we will make all these little leaky purchases. So like you're saying, when the time comes, I love that. Oh man, I just connected a major dot for myself. So what this feels like for me is when you're talking about, you know, sitting down and kind of going through energetically and looking at your money and like tapping into the energy, it actually feels exciting and fun. So I do money. Yes, it's so fun. It's, it's it, so- it feels fun. It's like, it's like dating. It's like asking a new question. And like, I want to go a layer deeper with this person and like really get to know like what makes them tick and money is no different. So I have money dates. Oh, I used to, I haven't, I've kind of gotten away from them, but this is like getting me excited to like one date, a real human two date my money. Like I'm excited about this conversation. (laughs) I love this. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Like go a layer deeper with it and, and really like tap in. So thank you. You've blown my mind. Well, yeah. Money dates with your, you guys like, and that's the thing, like with our money dates, we have them together, but mm-hmm. we have them separately, mm-hmm. you know, because if we, we, if we, if we go on a money date together and we look at our finances together and then it's like, well, Jen, where, where, did, where, where did that money go with you? It's like, well, that's on me. Just like, just like anything. Right. So we do everything separately. And then before we come together, we do it separately. So it's the same exact thing with like our communication, our feelings, our emotion, like anything is that we are two separate humans coming together and choosing to live a life together as a team. And so each like separately, we have to be strong. And then together we have to be strong. Cause I don't want to, you know, we're each other's partners. We're not each other's parents. And so I don't want to like sit there on a money date and be like, why don't you spend $5,000, you know, raising your Jeep up, you know, like whatever it is. It's like not, not, not my goal, not, not who, who I need to be in our relationship. And so, you know, we get real with each other like with ourselves and then we come together, you know, and I'll, there are times where I'll be like, yeah, so I did this and like, I'm not happy about it. And so I learned the lesson that I'm not going to do this in the future. And this is what's going to happen next time. You know, and it's more of like a reflective and we can be proactive and reactive in those money dates. Yeah. It sounds super co-creative and really supportive as opposed to like right versus wrong or, you know, the one person has an upper hand and the other person has to be like submissive to that. So I really, I love that. I love this conversation. I could talk to you for like hours. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Hours. So if people want to get into your vortex and they want to talk to you for hours, what's the best way for them to do that, Jen? I love it. I love it. A couple ways. Number one, you can text me. You can get your daily business tips and tricks, and then I will text you them every single day. But then also like if you reply, I will actually text you back. So that's fun. And then also Instagram. I'm always on Instagram on my stories and my DMs. So just always connect with me there. I love connecting. I think that that's the reason why we have an Instagram and why we have a platform is because of human connection. And so Mm. I love connecting. Always. Yeah. And guys, make sure you follow Jen on Instagram at the Jen Kennedy, right? At the Jen yep. Kennedy, the yep. Jen Kennedy. Um, her stories are amazing, first of all, like the family, the dog, the RV, the whole thing, life, Pat, everything. Um, but you just add so much value and content. So if you guys want to go a layer deeper, definitely text Jen. Um, her cell phone number is in the show notes and she will text you back. I know that because she texts me back all the time. <laughs> um, okay. So last question. And I want you to like, hmm take as much time and space as you want with this. Like, it, I mean, it doesn't have to be like, let's not prejudge. It can be anything it wants, but what are you celebrating right now? Ooh, 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 goodness gracious. I am celebrating. Mm. You know, today we had our meeting with our accountant 
And we started to really talk about the the big vision that is now actually becoming our reality of like a nonprofit organization and, you know, having a home here and having a home somewhere else and like what the next two to five years actually look like. Um, and looking at my vision board that's behind me that will very soon be not in my vision board because we don't have a wall that large in our RV um, and realizing that everything is really coming to fruition. And it's really, we're like really birthing all of the, the ideas that were once just dreams. Like they're actually really, truly becoming a reality. And so I'm just celebrating the fact that um, there's always been fear. There's always been doubt. There's always been uncertainty. There's always been the the knee-jerk reaction of the how. How, oh my God, how am I going to do this? You know, there's always been the overwhelm, but I've chosen to just charge forward regardless. And I've chosen to do the hard, scary things. And I'm just really celebrating myself in in all of that because it hasn't been easy. And I think that we need to celebrate ourselves first always because we don't do that enough. Mm. Yes. And when you do that, you create more impact, right? Literally that you desire to create impact for. So thank you, Jen. I love that. I'm celebrating you. I'm celebrating your gifts, your authenticity, your talents, your skills, your willingness to do the scary stuff. Cause I, I mean, selfishly, I benefit from it. So thank you. (laughs) I love you girl. Um, and guys, if you love this episode, which I know you will, I have pages of notes, please share it on your social tag me tag Jen. Let us know what your biggest takeaway was. Um, make sure you text Jen and until the next episode, live your boldly courageous life. Bye guys. Thank you so much for living your boldly courageous life with me today. I am beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together. It's truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to step fully into the life they've always dreamed of. I would be so incredibly grateful if you would join me in this mission by sharing this episode with your friends and heading over to iTunes to leave me a five-star review. And until the next episode, remember to live your boldly courageous life.